right, everybody. Welcome to the Pastimes Podcast. Uh, each week we go through an old newspaper from a random date in history picked out by Dave Anthony. I'm Gareth Reynolds, and I've never seen it before, and neither is our guest this week. Corey Ryan Forrester. Hi, Corey. How are you? Hello, Gareth and Dave. How are you both? Uh, thank you so much for having me back on. I, I definitely didn't expect this to happen. I thought it was one and done. I thought the fans would be like, no more from that hillbilly. We tried. <laughs> we we didn't want. It's well, the fans who clamored. Okay. We, I mean, personally, we yeah we we I mean you know you were there for the first. There was a lot of tension, <laughs> sexual and, and otherwise. And we should we should say you paid us a thousand dollars to come. That back. is yeah. true. That is true. And this is a, just let's open it up to anyone who wants to be on here. We are yep. open to a thousand dollar hosting dollars. fee. If you want to be a part of it, <laughs> say the goddamn word. You Venmo yeah. us. That was all um, the money I had, by the way. So <laughs> well, don't don't give us that sap story just because you're a dad. We're keeping it. Um, well, Corey, you are hilarious. You're a new father. Uh, we want to promote a couple things for you. You have a book, which is crazy. That, uh, that's right. Around yeah. here and over yonder, and then uh, you also have a Substack, which is uh, bonuscorey dot com. That is correct, Gareth, on both fronts. Uh, I have a new Rare book. that I get it it's, right. It's a tra- Yes, I know. I listen to the show. Uh, it's Thank great. Uh, yeah, it's a travel book. Around here and over yonder, I wrote it with my good buddy and comedy cohort, Trey Crowder. It's a, uh, also fantastic. Very good. Very talented gentleman. And yep. uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a travel guide by two progressive hillbillies. Parenthetical, yes, that's a thing. Book companies like long titles that don't make sense. Uh, of course. But it's, it's a it's a fun time. We went to the UK, Hillbillies Abroad. That was oh, fun. Wow. Yeah. And then I do bonus things over, like I said, at bonuscory.com. Thank you for allowing me the chance to re-up on that $1,000 that I shelled out. We'll be cutting that out. It got a little lengthy. <laughs> um, but, yeah. uh, well, I will say, I, Dave has never given a guest an option to pick um what they want and and you were allowed to pick your city and what did you pick Corey? i picked chicago because, because i'm because i like mob things and i just and again he didn't tell me the year i didn't get to no, pick the year I did but not. he said chicago and i was like there's a fair chance that no matter at what point in this country if i pick chicago there's gonna be some mob stuff or at least a story about man falls to his death in the most gigantic a pizza you know what i mean or something like that that's possible yeah a deep that death happened. pizza yeah. um, that happened a lot all right well so all right well then double down and go with your year what you since you want to manifest what what year would you say is peak uh peak gangster for you and i'm to, to if I can remember correctly, if I don't get this right, I have to leave. Correct. Correct. That's how the show. Is, okay. If this is not handled properly, then the, the, <laughs> yeah. the show, as far as you know, and we keep the thousand ends. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go with 1934. Come on, 1934. I think that's pretty good. I think because it's Chicago, he's gonna want. There's gonna be a lot going on, so I don't think we're gonna push it too late. I'm gonna go right around there. I'll go. 28 for shits and giggles. Is this Price's Right Rules? Uh, it is, yes. If you go oh, okay. over, you are killed. Which okay. I think is how they play it. I, don't, I haven't seen it. It is. That they just stuff. killed okay. Bob Barker eventually for it. <laughs> That's right. So, Gareth, you were 1928. Yeah. And Corey was 1934. Is that correct? The, right. Wow. One of you did much better than the other. Uh, well, the we're both 19, close. Then. 1927. So, wow. Corey, Corey, you killed it. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I Dave, give me the love I need. 
again, it's more. I know we've said this before. It's about the vibe. And, no, it's uh, about the year. More than the, more than the number. It's about nineteen twenty-seven is very nineteen thirty. It's the nineteen thirty-four of the uh, of right. the twenties. You yeah. can't right. you, you even struggle to finish it because it's just does. It's nonsense town. Okay, I guess it good. makes congrats. sense if you congrats. think about it. All right, congrats. Yeah. Well, at least you get to stick around. That's a good. I'm news. with Dave. Oh, I'm sure. N- that's now, a new course, book title. I'm with Dave. Uh, yep. <laughs> this is the day that uh, that uh, we learned Trotsky was fired by the chief board of communism. So ah, that's exciting. Tough. Good day. Trotsky got the Trotsky got shit canned sure. for stealing toilet paper. Everybody knows that. Right. Yep. Yep, we um, flag at half mast in Chickamauga, Georgia, where I'm from. On that day, yeah, you guys took it pretty hard. You guys <laughs> we took did. it real hard. Yeah. It was a bad day. Yeah, you're not allowed to reenact the Civil War on that day in my town. That's the only day you're not allowed to. But you're not. You can't. <laughs> you guys love your Trotsky there. It's crazy. We do. Oh, yeah. Uh, um. Napoleon's conquests in love bared. It's too many S's. Napoleon's <laughs> I'm lost. In I agree. Love bared. I'm lost. Okay, I think I think they just didn't know how to do headlines. Uh, this is a story uh, from London. Napoleon was a conqueror with women as well as with armies. Oh, nice. So they're okay. Like, yeah. This is about Napoleon's fuck parties. Yeah. Right. Um, and he recognized set rules no more in love than he did in war. A newly translated book discloses. Okay. This sounds rapey. Yeah. Uh, fair well, enough. he sounds uh, like a naughty boy, both in war and with women. By that, yeah. I mean he's fucking horrifying. Uh, Do you know that he wasn't actually a short feller? Of course you did. You've talked about him a bunch on the dollop. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was six seven eight. feet. <laughs> yeah, he was actually tall. the tallest man in Europe at the time. <laughs> they went the complete other way. Yeah, they really had it <laughs> in for him. <laughs> Yeah. So he was of normal height. I didn't know why did they what did they was that just to sort of demean him or something? Yeah, PR. PR. Oh, nice. Yeah, there you go. PR. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, that was uh that was like uh yeah, that's how you kind of fuck with them. Um, right? Like Yeah, know, I think so. It's like, you know, Trump's got small hands, Napoleon, he's a small feller. I, I, uh, all right, we're not we had some fun with the Napoleon thing, but Trump has beautiful hands and a beautiful <laughs> dong. I'm not gonna okay. sit here and let you tell he's got a beautiful penis with a perfect end on it. Go ahead, Dave. He's got a he's got a tip better than a Applebee's I got nothing, but it's nice. I hear you. We're looking out for those ad dollars. I understand. Yeah, that's right. Both sides pay. <laughs> Um, yeah, he was five six or five seven, which at the time was extremely normal height. Man, you got to put that on now your Tinder profile. Huge. I uh, might be not so, the five eleven you're looking for, but in Napoleon's time, my height was considered <laughs> quite tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Napoleon waiting like a crouched tiger, and this is not going well so far. I'm already. <laughs> That's not, not great. Nope. How how was he with women? Well, do you know what a crouching tiger is? You know what an animal hunting another one's life feels like? Sort of a quiet stalk. He couldn't have been that short if he has to crouch during this. You know what I'm saying? True. Like, That's true. exactly. Thank the tiny you. don't crouch. They don't. Uh, and also when he has his hand in his, uh, you know, they always He's whacking show off. Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his, his dick was so big that it came up into yeah, the jacket. Yeah, he was those, he was, yep. Yep. People learn a lot from our show. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, it's really <laughs> highbrow. 
Napoleon waiting like a crouched tiger in a room to which the young wife of a junior had been sent on a false mission. Hold on. The young wife of a junior. Like, is so junior- Napoleon sent one of his, uh, you know, his uh, his higher up military guys off. Right. And now his wife is alone. So Napoleon's going to crouching tiger hidden dragon okay so sort of oh, like david right so like david did to bathsheba back in the days like hey you go get on the front lines i'm gonna bang your lady on top of a roof did you just say like david did to bashima to these bathsheba. Two fucking west coast idiots that, oh like- yeah right okay <laughs> i think so- you're allowed to say it to dave but to me it is actually an act of war Okay, that's fine. That, that's uh, you think I know what you're talking about? Okay, how dare so, you, sir? So in the Bible, there was oh, King David. Me. Okay, uh-huh. well, it, can I tell you? Can I get you back in? It's bullshit. Yeah. It never happened. It never my happened. It's bullshit. But it is something my pastor told me. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I, now I'm thinking, why did he tell me this at seven? So there's uh, King David, <laughs> and King David used to hang out at his well as a castle because he's the king, right? And right. across the way, he would see this beautiful lady taking a bath. Her name coincidentally is Bathsheba. So oh. you know, oh. you can tell the That's... story's made up. She's in the bath. What's her name? <laughs> Bathsheba. Yeah. <laughs> She just added a Sheba to what he saw. Yeah, Bathsheba, and that's her brother, Clock Sheba, you know. And (laughs) And her uh, sister, Shower Lady. (laughs) So anyways, David's like, I must have this woman. And instead of just going over there and doing it, he's like, well, I'm the king, so I'm going to find out who her husband is. She finds out, he finds out who her husband is. He sends him to the front lines of the battle so that he gets killed. And then David goes and and has his way with Bathsheba. I've always thought he could have just asked the guy, you know, hey, I'm either going to send you to the front lines and plow your wife or I'm just going to plow your wife right now. And I feel like this guy would have been like, you're the king. You know what I mean? You get it. You get what you want. I I think I might want to read the Bible. That's a a hot story. Yeah, there's some good stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of banging, a lot of banging. And don't be afraid to be really aggressive on the battlefield. (laughs) <laughs> really go out there, take some real stabs at this. Go, go for it. Go on two, actually. Go, yeah, you know, they're gonna yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're gonna say three, but you just go ahead and go. You go, go before anyone else. That's they don't attack. Then you sort of reset their receptor. They won't have any clue what's coming. <laughs> okay, uh, blue-eyed, golden-haired, nineteen-year-old Pauline Fors, nicknamed Belly Belly Lot. Uh, accompanied her husband, a lieutenant, in Napoleon's Egyptian campaign. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the Corsican's interest, like that of everyone else, was attracted to the girl and the belle of the French colony in Alexandria. An invitation was sent to her, but not to her husband, to attend an officer's dinner. Nice. I love. Nope. I like that. Be pretty clear with what you're after. Oh, should we go to that dinner tonight? What dinner? He wouldn't have just invited me. Would... Jesus Christ. Is, was he crouching? Has anyone seen if he's crouching? He was a very average height man. Does that fit the description of this man who may or may not have been crouching? He was definitely crouching at a normal height. Napoleon made an unexpected appearance as dessert was being served. He popped out of a cake. He was a tiny guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was really crouching in there. <laughs> yeah. A little armorous eyeing and sighing by the little corporal, and then he retired. A cup of coffee was accidentally... I, 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 the idea that little Napoleon is like, uh-huh. yeah. oh, 
Good night. Very accurate to how he sounded, by the way. I've done plenty of studies on Napoleon and like, you're the Daniel Day-Lewis. That's how he came. A cup of coffee was accidentally spilled on Belalot's white gown. She oh, was no. This War. prick. Yeah. She was consoled by General Junot, Napoleon's right-hand man, who had spilled the coffee, who told oh. her to go to a designated room upstairs oh. to wash out the stains. Oh, Junot, it battled. looks like with diarrhea. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Oh, gosh, it's okay. Oh, you know the good news? Upstairs, where Napoleon is not crouching in the perfect fashion, <laughs> we have a bunch of dresses, some just like these, huh? He has a stain remover. He's got unbelievable. He's like those little tide pins, but a man. She entered the room, and there this is horrible. was Napoleon. The, the husband was disposed of by sending him on a trumped-up mission of supposed honor and importance to France. Bathsheba. Bathsheba. Told you, motherfuckers. Read your goddamn Bible, all right? You fucking West Coast liberals. <laughs> the first time read your Bible's been shouted on this podcast. Uh, yeah, ever. <laughs> Rarefied air. Uh, Napoleon fell in love with another... God damn it. Napoleon what? fell in love another time with a 15-year-old actress, Georgina. <laughs> okay, we're getting into some weird shit now. Mm, what age right? was she acting? That's true. Uh, it, ma it mattered back then. Yeah. Josephine, suspecting there was something wrong, sneaked at night up to Napoleon's apartments, accompanied by a woman candle bearer. I think they Napoleon apartments are in North Hollywood out here. Right. <laughs> candle bear, a woman being a candle bearer back then? Like, that's pretty yeah. fucking progressive for Napoleon. You know what I mean? <laughs> normally, normally they're just the kitchen wench or, you know, they've scraped the mud, but like actually well, holding a candle? Thank you for trusting me with such an important position. <laughs> Don't spill they, it. They heard a noise. The candle bearer, frightened, ran, and Josephine, left in the dark, ran too. But another night, that's that's the story. The story is they didn't see anything. That was the story of that part of the... I keep forgetting book. this is in the Chicago paper for some reason. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> like, I, just thinking, I was like, wait, we're in Chicago, right? Like, yeah. was nobody... <laughs> Was nobody getting murdered over a pizza at this day? <laughs> Your dreams like, are not. This is not what you want. This is not the paper you saw. No, I mean I'm having fun. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, must have been a slow day in Chicago to be like, no, hey, it, no how about deep these dish two deaths? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Just talk about Napoleon crouching. <laughs> Just picturing some Chicago guy like, the hell's going on here? Fuck the I give a shit about crouching. this Napoleon guy. Yeah, the hell. But another night, Napoleon fainted, and Georgina screamed for help, and Josephine was the first to arrive. So Josephine is Napoleon's uh, wife. Right. Okay. And Georgina is his, his mistress. So because he did not want to offend his empress or break up a happy marriage, Napoleon conducted a secret liaison with Madame Duchatel, a lady-in-waiting to Josephine, the book says. He used to tiptoe in his stockinged feet. To her apartments at like St. Cloud Stooges set piece. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. What's her um, name? Douchetail? That's right. Du uh, douche, uh, 
Like a hotel douche for douche. Hotel. You got it. Yeah, yeah douche. <laughs> this is where the term douche came from. She was really yeah. into it. Yeah. Right. Um, hey, my dear lady, <laughs> if I'm going to stray, we must fix something, huh? Please hurry up. It is clean already. <laughs> I have invented the vaginal wash. Yeah. <laughs> right now it's just a cup with water and a straw, but soon. Mm. Uh, he used to tiptoe in his stocking feet to her apartments at St. Cloud Palace in the night. Josephine had her women servants watch the apartments. Boy, this is, uh, this is just not. I think that's yeah. all. That, he did this out of respect, the whole... by the way, is what Dave said. Out of respect for the Empress, he set up a galley of spies. Yeah. Well, since so she had people watching, too. It's got a bit of a Will that's... and Jada vibe. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like that. That was a thing back then is like the king would have when I know I know that Napoleon wasn't king, but he was very king like in his conquering and whatnot. But the king would literally have like their mistress was not like these days where like if I had a mistress, my wife could never know. Don't tell her. But like back then, the king would have a mistress and she would actually be not only would the wife know sometimes they were friends. She would be on the payroll. She would get like health benefits and stuff like she was just like, you know, the royal hole. And she got dental and all that shit. So, like, wow. I don't, you know, I feel like I feel like they didn't call her the royal hole. Well, I may have made that up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Dunkin' Donuts has one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, they do. Cream cheese frosting. <laughs> oh, here's a crime one. You want a crime? Yeah. Yes, I would love a crime. That's all he want. That's all Corey wanted. Um, yeah. Evanston bandits get three dollars from couple. Here we go. A bandit nice. pair. A bandit By the way, pair that's who like held... $75 nowadays. Yeah, yeah so for those of you scoffing at this robbery. Yeah. A bandit pair who held up two members of an Evanston bridge party early yesterday escaped with $3, but overlooked 2000 in bills and two diamond rings valued at 3500 Who's robbing oh, yes. a bridge party? A bridge party. Oh, I just realized it's the game bridge. I thought yeah, it was like yeah. we're hanging out on a bridge, and I was like, "Well, oh, no I shit, love there a was like I like that idea too. I was Me picturing too. like if you're gonna like, there's probably casinos back then, but you're like these old folks. Yeah, they're doing a quarter a hand. <laughs> Make a move. All right, ladies, give it up. What three dog? God damn it. Bridge is too classy of a game, and my trash brain went to they're hanging out under a bridge, sure. having a bridge yeah. party because that's yeah. what's sure, a thing we've done. Yeah, yes. no, you think of trolls. You think of troll people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And three dollars no, Corey... is the toll. So that makes yeah. sense that they would have that. That's right. Yeah, you're just like, oh, cool. So they were huffing paint through a sock. <laughs> a bridge party. I've been to a you bridge. Know, a bridge party. Everybody splits a horse, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. A bridge party. <laughs> uh S.S. Barry, a real estate broker, reported to police that he and Miss A.E. Duke had been stopped by two men just after leaving a party at the home of Howard Drew. Miss Duke, he said, concealed her rings in her mouth while the thieves failed to notice the bills tucked away in his Excuse pocketbook. Excuse me, what's, uh, <laughs> ma'am, uh, you don't have anything else to give us, ma'am? <laughs> Miss, you, she doesn't talk much, sir? Excuse me. Do you, you've given us every all of your possessions and all your money? I'm sorry. You said you have what stowed away? All of my money. All of. All of your money? What? All of them. You have all of my money. Does she have some dental work, sir? Is she? <laughs> 
Oh, cut. did you hurt yourself? Oh, it, it, because you had it. But you weren't in pain mm-hmm. prior, which is sort of... Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, as long as you gave us everything. Can I tell you mm-hmm. something? I know y'all hate each other now, but the chemistry's still there. You know what I mean? Y'all haven't <laughs> lost a step. You haven't lost a step. <laughs> the best part of this story is that they missed two thousand dollars that yeah. was quote tucked away in his pocketbook so he had like <laughs> so he it had was it. in his wallet and they didn't they didn't think to the look at the papers doing wallet. some heavy lifting there the papers yeah. <laughs> tucked away in a pocketbook yeah. instead of like in his ah. pocket like is this your first robbery that's the yeah. first place i go to i oh, don't we didn't even check pockets the guy <laughs> said he didn't have the table uh. yeah, you gotta remember to do that <laughs> They all say that they don't have any more money, Gino. Jesus Christ. Oh, I just thought they was being honest. <laughs> they they seem like bridge. They was playing bridge. They seem like a good group. I'm willing to bet that they didn't even have any extra money. It says in the fucking paper they had two grand extra. I can't believe that guy lied to me. <laughs> and his wife with those ring mouths. <laughs> the knife. Okay, this story. Okay, I had a stamp collection in my hoo ha. <laughs> All right, Grandma, shut up. <laughs> I did. Yeah. That got me. The headline. Hey there, people listening to the dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I listen. I have a new podcast called "We're Here to Help" that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. What's up, dollopers? This is Gareth. Uh, Gareth from the dot. You get it. Listen, shout out to the Garmy, Gareth Army. I've got some U.S. dates coming up. I will be at Goodnight's Comedy Club in Raleigh or Raleigh. I forget which one you guys are stuck to. North Carolina, December 21st through the 23rd, five shows. And then December 29th and 30th, I'll be in Rutherford, New Jersey at Bananas Comedy Club. I'm calling on the Garmy. Come out. Uh, there's a lot of shows. Go to Gareth Reynolds. Dot com for tickets and information. Also, listen to my new podcast called We're Here to Help. Got a new podcast, We're Here to Help, Jake Johnson. Thank you, Garmy. Hashtag Garmy. Gets birthday missive from his dead father. Gets birthday from, what? Uh, Mi- missile? Missive. Missive. Okay. Uh, Vineland, New Jersey. It looked for a time today as though little Dickie Stevenson's seventh birthday was to be overcast with disappointment. Oh, no. When Dickie's father... John First off, it was the 30s. <laughs> Not a great start. <laughs> when Dickie's father, John Stevenson, died in April 1926 as the result of war injuries, he left Dickie. I like that. Besides, the result, a, by the way, some heavy lifting again. Not from yeah, war. Yeah. Some injuries, injuries. due to <laughs> war. Yeah. War yeah. related injuries. <laughs> You know that was just um, some sort of like insurance red tape. They're like, we can't say he died from the war. Yeah. We have to say it's war-related injuries. War-related problems. Yeah, he was shot on the battlefield. It was he related died. to war. <laughs> related to, adjacent to a 
battle if you think about it. <laughs> um, so he left Dickie besides a charming mother and a comfortable home. The promise that each year until he is 21, he will receive a letter written figuratively from beyond the grave. Oh, Jesus Christ. Can I'm going to f- bread. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give this letter to my local grocer in hopes that I get a ham. <laughs> the, this is the letter. I walked in prepared. on the letter plowing my mom. <laughs> The letters prepared by the father before he died are held in trust by a bank and mailed on September 29th each year. I don't like it. I like. I don't like. I don't like it like, at all. It's like I uh, love it. Listen to cover up the wound of me leaving. I'm gonna give you ghost letters. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. I want you to relive my death every fucking year. Yeah, I mean, Until like until you're 21, I mean, and that's a nice idea for like. You're overcommitting. Like two, three years of that. All right, yeah, kind of. But to be like, we're gonna go fifteen years of this shit. I'll be honest I with would you. Say, once uh, you've gone you that go. long, it's sadder to stop. You know, like <laughs> you, you should just if you're gonna do it for ten years, Forever. you better fucking do it for seventy yeah, more. Uh, but then you're then you're yeah. like starting to go. How long do you think you'll live? I'm at seventy eight. I mean, I, I'll just keep doing. <laughs> hey, son, it's your dad. I would have already died now. Right. You probably are dying soon, too. Anyway, happy birthday, boy. Is the bank that's <laughs> supposed to send these out still open? God, I hope so. What are robot people like? Sorry, this is getting weird. I'm spending pretty much all the time I have to be alive writing letters to you for when you love dad. Dear son. You're 13 now. I'm sure you're, well, let's just say, exploring your body. And I just want you to say that your dad is up here in heaven and I am fucking watching you. You have a rag under your mattress. Dear son, you're probably at another war right now. You should probably start (laughs) pinning letters to my grandchild so that he can have them (laughs) and we can repeat this process. I've spoken to my man at the bank. He knows you're coming. God bless America. (laughs) Um, this would actually be a good idea if you like put stuff in like, so you're eight now you're learning how to do stuff. This is what I went through. Like you could do that, but that's not what, okay. Shave against the pear. Yeah. Yesterday morning, Johnny had enjoyed his ice cream and cake and had opened Wait, his wasn't birthday this kid's packages. name Dickie? Yeah. It says, it says, I left this out, but it said yesterday morning, Johnny, his real name, like in parentheses. So they're so now, di- they're like, we call him name. Dickie, but he's. Life for him super weird. <laughs> Here you his go, Dickie. Re- here's a letter from your dead dad. His father actually renamed him on letter four. Yeah. <laughs> but you're now Dickie. <laughs> hey, Bozo. I did it one more time. Bozo. <laughs> hey, Bozo. <laughs> I'm <laughs> razzing you from beyond the grave. You never had a dead dad roast? Hey, limp dick. Happy birthday, you little shit. You're 25. Go get laid. Your dad's drunk. I'm right from my deathbed. Check your mom's mouth for jewelry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, your name's Pete Davidson now. Uh, okay, so he'd enjoyed his ice cream and cake and had opened his birthday packages when the mailman came. 
He left some letters, but the expected one written by his father was not among them. Oh, mm. Jesus. The mailman's his new daddy. I forgot to do that year. You thought I was, I'm actually a deadbeat dad. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to tell you, dad couldn't count. Oh, my God. What a, this is, I actually, this is the worst policy. Daddy's illiterate. To write posthumous letters from the grave. The worst policy is to be like, your dad's done that for you, only to be like, the letters, we don't have the letters. <laughs> the what? mailman should have just shot the kid. Yeah, the <laughs> I got the letter. I put it in my jacket. Ma'am, I had to kill Dickie or Johnny, whatever the hell his name is, because, um, well, a bunch of the, with mail, we don't have it. Yeah. Oh, wait. Later that afternoon, the mailman came back with the letter. Hey, wow. sorry, uh, uh, sorry. I just, I was just fucking with you. So I'm also a trauma trauma delivery man. <laughs> Me and the boys at the post office had a laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, <laughs> you know. What are you gonna do? It was funny. My dear son, happy birthday. Try not to do anything that is not perfectly honorable. I am always watching you in spirit. Oh God. Be diligent at school. Remember that your mother does all she can to make a fine boy of you. Save her worry as much as you can. Lots of love, Dad. I mean, by the way, my dad had no emotion, and uh, well, he treated me like a stranger. So that's I'm the great thing about you. the letters, Corey. Also, he don't know how the mom's father. acting. Yeah, yeah, right. She was probably like, "See, Corey, your new father." <laughs> um, any uh, any inkling nope. as to whether or not this is good or bad parenting? To me, it doesn't feel like great parenting. I wouldn't do it. Uh, you know, I have Good. been considering uh, writing a book that is like, uh, you know, the very cliche, like, here's some rules for my son to follow in the event of my demise. Uh, but like, you know, he can just listen to his uncle Tony, you know, like, that'll be fine. Like, there's other yeah. men around here. You don't Tony's need me. Like, by the time my kid gets older, he's going to dig up archival footage of the Internet for me and go, yeah, I don't really think I need to listen to what that guy has to say. I'm actually anyway. going to listen to this man. Uh, mm -mm. yeah, true. It's interesting. Yeah. Dave, did your, your dad passed away a little while ago? Any letters coming? Um, every, uh, Christmas and for my, for my birthday, he sends a box with, <laughs> uh, shit in it. Spiders. Spiders that are just covered in shit and they're just like, I can't get out of this shit. <laughs> yeah, the, the UPS guy, like, I don't want, I, sir, I have no, legally, I, I don't put it, go throw it in the garbage. You have to throw it. It's from garbage. a dead man. You must. It's the law. <laughs> I, I know what, it's more poop covered spiders. Uh,. I am sorry to hear about your dad, Dave, in all sincerity. I hated to make his uh, shit spider joke. Oh, you've not talked to Dave Anthony. Yeah, Go ahead, Dave. He, uh, he, the sad thing about my dad is that I couldn't watch him die more. Like, all if right. he had seven or eight lives yeah. and we could watch him die over and over, like, mm -hmm. that would have probably helped the, uh, the, me and my sister, uh, quite a bit. Well, he did give you a bunch of quarters, he but I have a quarters. grandmother who if i i can't wait uh, yeah until she dies yeah. and i'll feel that way for sure yeah yeah people people were when my dad died they were like well you're just saying that now but you'll start to and the more time goes by i'm like i ah, no, it's pretty good yeah well good for yeah. you you know I, yeah. I did text dave the day he said something about it. i go oh man i'm really sorry and he's like 
I'm not. I wish it happened a while ago. I was like, all right, well, I feel like <laughs> I wish it could happen again tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could quantum leap him. <laughs> I mean, they had to drag me away from pulling the plug. They were like, not, not yet. No, I got this. Is yeah. it now? Now? Well, you, now? I bet you, yeah, your iPad was low. That's what people. Oh, here's to your dad being dad. Fuck him. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, pour one out and then slam it. Okay. <laughs> Double holdups irks beer seller. Sure. Anton okay. Lackman, who admits he ran a first-class beer flat, said a police squad. Uh oh, sorry. Paid a police squad 350, he says, and kept mum even after they carried off the hooch another cop had sold him. This is but, a very Chicago sentence. Yeah. He kept yeah, mom even is, after yeah. they ran off with the hooch. See? Yeah. <laughs> they shot their names in the wall is, and said, come this, and get us. This is what you wanted. This is it. Yeah. You're delivering. Oh, it gets better. But when a second squad tried to collect, it made him hot under the collar. Oh, that's, that's right. Hot. That's great. That's great. Hot that under Irish the collar. Bill. Hot under the collar. Oh, it's such a, I forgot about that one. Boy, I'm not hot under the collar, boys. Yes. I'll tell you what, this guy thinks he's the bee's knees, but he doesn't know anything. Hey, he ain't even the cat's pajamas. I've got a lot hot under the collar right now, boys. Cat's pajamas. I've never wondered the etymology of, you think you're the cat's pajamas. And what were, maybe in the, the past, they were like, good Lord, I can't think of anything better than if a cat had pajamas. That would be living right there. Hey, I'll be I'll be honest. You had me at the beginning, but then when you ended it with that, I'm like, I mean, that is top tier quality yeah, entertainment. Yeah, I right kind of talked yeah. myself out of it, really. Yeah, <laughs> little <Yeah>. monogrammed. <laughs> uh, he swore out an affidavit as a result of which six policemen in the Fillmore station are suspended, charged with accepting a bribe. What? They Lackman's... did that back then? Yeah, I know, right? Cops got in trouble for taking a bribe? Shocking. I thought that after you became a cop, they go, okay, well, you can't officially get out into the field until you go to bribe school. You have to go learn how to take a bribe, right? This is Chicago. You're going to be taking a lot of bribes. Uh, Lockman's story, according to Chief Hughes, is about the most amazing and amusing Volstead Law exposure in Chicago for a long time. Six policemen, one carrying an axe, Lackman alleges, raided his basement rooms near midnight on September 4th. Now I've got you, one of the six exclaimed, whereupon Lockman asked if he couldn't put in a fix. One of the plainclothes men, he says, set the price at 500 Anton's all right. Make it 150 one of the uniformed men interceded. At that... Tony narrates, he hurried to his home and came back with $150. But the plainclothes man told him, nothing doing. $350 is the least I'll take. <laughs> I just, I, I went I to went bribe college, goddammit. I went home. Why not? <laughs> I live like eight blocks. No, now it's $350. Sorry about that. Get going. Text. Get going, hot foot. <laughs> hot foot. Yeah. By the way, three fifty again. I, I I hate to continue a to lot. do inflation math, but that's a shit ton of money back then. It's a shit like, ton th of money. That's literally a yearly salary to some people, and a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Lachman says he went back, got another two hundred, and handed handed it over. Still. Now the price is five ten. <laughs> <This> fucking <laughs> asshole. Uh, 
And I want it in quarters. Oh my God. You better step off before I get more hot under the collar, buddy. The collar's a little hot, boy. Let my collar cool off. We'll see I about the price. I think it means I'm angry. <laughs> Still, the squad leader wasn't satisfied. He ordered Anton to open a shanty in the rear of the flat. And no. the squad... No. <laughs> Now I want you to use these building plans and put something together. What kind of what? I was about to That's say, right. am I not wrong that a shanty is like a a, 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 a not a, well built house that's in the middle yes. of squalor? Yeah. That's correct. I want you to build us a shitty house too. Yeah. <laughs> While I'm here, I could build a good one. You know. No, but, no, we want one. a shitty one and an above ground pool with a weird deck. Yeah, sir, sergeant, please. Are you uh, all right? Come on. I sat in a room with paint fumes all day. I want you to build me a trapeze. No, a circus that's mediocre. A circus that's going to get shut down soon. I want that done by 3.30. I want a bench with three legs. Don't ask questions. Just make it happen, boy. This is what I'm A breakfast about. without eggs. That's what I'm after. So... He has Anta, Anton opened the shanty, and the squad helped themselves to three five-gallon cans of alcohol, which he had brought from a motorcycle policeman. Okay, so wow, he bought the booze from a cop, and now other cops are stealing it from him along nice. with Nice. The system works. It does. Keep it in-house, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see a, a, five, a, a man on a motorcycle with a five-gallon can of alcohol. <laughs> just like, that sounds like a Buster Keaton movie. Just yeah, that really <laughs> does. That is... <laughs> it was last Saturday night when the second squad, driving a fliver. A, a fliver? fliver? I'm going to need you to use that in a sentence. Yeah. Uh, Dave's father killed himself by drinking so much <laughs> that his fliver collapsed. <laughs> uh, my daddy. Uh, okay. Fliver's fliver just an automobile. American slang for an yeah. automobile. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Dave wishes his um, dad got ran over by a fliver. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's dad drank so much he couldn't drive a fliver. <laughs> When the second squad, driving a fliver, interfered with his business again, they told him, we need some shoes. What? And he How told them he needed them? some, too. Well, I also need shoes. That is the best. That's the best. Give us all your money. I also am looking for money. This is actually <laughs> where the phrase, daddy needs a new pair of shoes, came from. Yeah. I know it. It's right. That's the best. We're looking for shoes. I'm also looking for shoes. Well, God wow. damn it, get in. Have you never been robbed before? No. We gotta find a bunch of. We need to find seven pairs of shoes soon. <laughs> we all forgot them. Yeah. No. We're we're going to take your shoes. We'll get some. If we stick together like a good team, we can find some shoes. Didn't I go to Brown when College with you? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> when he insisted he was broke, they left with the parting words. All right, but we'll be back. Remember, Deaver is coming back, and you may need us. <laughs> we'll go make some money, and we'll come rob you later. How about that? Does that sound okay? Let us know when you yes. have money, and we'll take it. <laughs> Good meeting you. That, that was too much for Anton. He went to Captain James Gleason of the Fillmore Station with a protest against the high cost of protection. 
His affidavit incidentally charged that he paid a total of three forty a month to the police. Oh shit! So he was. <laughs> the police are just openly the mob. Like they're, right, I yeah. paid three fifty for your protection, and then it's like, well, dude, if that's the case, how do you protest that? Like, it's yeah. well, yeah. You then you call? go to the cops. <laughs> he went right. to the cops. He's like, so you guys are screwing me. <laughs> ah, well, we're probably not going to work too hard on this one. Okay. <laughs> nice shoes, by the way. How would you like to be murdered instead? Leave. <laughs> yeah. Captain Gleason brought the affidavit with supporting testimony from Lockman's wife and daughter to Chief Hughes, who ordered the men suspended. Uh, that's it. Slap on the wrist. There you go. Yeah, suspended. Nice shoes, yeah. Anton. Suspended That'll with bribe. You. That'll teach you. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, that, that was, was a nice uh, slice of your Chicago. The Chicago that was crime good stuff. Yeah. yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah, when when like did the uh, when did the when did the eight man out shit happen? Was that around this time? The, when the, yeah, it was nineteen eighteen. Yeah. No shit. Auto robbers make victims trade clothing. Here you we mean go. flipper okay. gangsters? <laughs> this sounds like the, this sounds like the beginning of a porno. Trade yeah, clothing. Yeah. Strip yeah. down. Take your clothes off. <laughs> Give them to her. You do the same. I like Bang what, each other. I like both of your clothes, but yours don't fit your frame, goddammit. Put it on her. <laughs> Excuse me. What's happening? Shut up. <laughs> your shoulders are too broad, you dumb fuck. Put her Black hat on. <laughs> you don't have a hat. Put your hair down. You all look pretty good right now. All right, I'm out of here. Uh, what? Who was that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Just a really aggressive, uh, like, fashion uh, uh, person. Just like they go around, they see crimes against fashion, they hold guns to each other and go, hey, that's not good on your frame. Trade with him. And then they just flow away. Yeah. Yeah. Hem those. (laughs) Two victims of a bandit trio were kidnapped last night and compelled to disrobe behind the curtains of a touring car where they were robbed of their money and forced to don garments discarded by the thieves. There's a little bit of dignity to this robbery. Agreed. Is there? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's a robbery, but you're like, here's a changing room. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And put on, and you'll put on my clothes from yesterday. They're a bit drab. (laughs) But I don't want to see it. Just get behind I don't want to see anything. I'm not a pervert. I just, look, I love your clothes. We'd love your clothes. We're going to take your clothes. Here you are. We have a changing room. And uh, here, just put this on so we know how many items you're going away with. There you go. And uh, can you put this in your ass? All right. That's Tony. <laughs> He's actually not allowed to talk to people we're robbing. Sorry about that. Tony, we're good. <laughs> I I would like to. I thought you said some of it wouldn't be a robbery. Nope. Per se. No, you're invading a bunch of stuff that wasn't said by anyone. So just kind of scoot back a little bit. We're going to take their clothes, like we said. And they'll wear our old clothes, um... our overalls and no, I could see you're gearing up for more talking, and we've talked about that, so that needs to not happen. Uh, we no. all have our own wants, desires. Well, some of us are unified in the wants, like we want to make money and have uh, good clothes, and you're asking people to put garments inside them. So totally well, maybe, different uh, sport, really. Nope, Maybe done talking. we should ask if they would enjoy it, or... If you really... There's a, f- there's well, a freedom. To, I know what to... they're going to... They're just, well, we've talked to a few people we've robbed, and they've all been pretty opposed to the. They just, you know what I mean? It's just kind of a 
it's a left fielder, I think is what we'd call did it. Did you so. did you just wink? I'm no. for it. Uh, I, okay, oh, all right. oh, hey, 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 that fella. That's the right. one bending over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that guy. <laughs> this is my first rodeo, but I think I, I like rodeos. You know what I, I mean? I am a fan of profiting off of garments, but I'm also a fan of democracy. Therefore, uh, fortunately for you, sir, I'm going to have to. What? What could be more respectful? Well, than allowing of, another okay. man. All right, we don't need to 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 and and I'm saying that not be kink shamed into right. the stuff that he enjoys. Stop and turning the, and everything. Being, I'm rob shaming having, you. I am rob shaming you. Having the freedom to experience this his is crime yearnings. shaming. No, this is you take this money and then you go. Uh, just shove a scarf in your butt. It's Chicago. Okay. Right. Your butthole right. might get okay. cold. These winters here, it's the windy city. Uh, just that's why he calls it a shawl hole. All right, fine. <laughs> uh, so Charles Schreiner was accosted at Wilcox and Costner and obliged to exchange his trousers and coat with one of the kidnappers. Obliged. He also he also lost <laughs> he four dollars. I obliged. love it. This is, I love this robbery. Give us your clothes. Here's some extras. <laughs> another <laughs> member, another member of the trio acquired a change of clothing from Morris Yarninsky. Uh, he lost a brand new suit in 18 cents. <laughs> 18 cents. That was sad. They're like, boy, things aren't good for you. Sorry, we have to do this. The the clothes I would imagine are a lot more than 18 cents. Probably. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, <laughs> that would be that would be the best part if you like you're like this is more than what I had. And like, uh, <laughs> uh, all right, take take ours off. We're we're going back to original outfits. Back to original out. Back to one. Okay, so police to save songbirds. Hold on, wow. say that again. Police save two songbirds. Police to save songbirds. Okay, to save thing. them. Chief August. Lula of the Forest Preserves Police yesterday ordered his mounted men to I, concentrate their efforts in saving songbirds from the hunters. I really thought like songbirds were like informants and that had, but it's this is <laughs> actually maybe it's code. Maybe, but they're getting a little too deep into it. Like, we will save them from the forest. Like, sir, are we actually talking about songbirds? <laughs> yes, yeah, they're lovely. About? I definitely thought that it was not actual songbirds. I yeah. thought it was like two Boys! ladies. Yeah, sorry. Boys, we're talking about Chicago. Of course, it's actual songbirds. <laughs> Delightful songbirds. I sh I forgot. Oh, that's how Sheriff Augie Lulu rolls. That's his deal. <laughs> oh, Augie Lulu, gonna save the songbirds. <laughs> the birds must be saved to combat insects destruction to foliage, he says. Ooh, can you imagine a time when the police were environment like environmentalists on this level? In Chicago in, in the thirties. <laughs> My God. Al Capone was alive. <laughs> That's so but true. the caterpillars, they're out of control. Yeah. All right, we got to save the songboids, the boids. <laughs> oh, man. Al Capone's there, and he's like, I'm a little worried about the birds. <laughs> Is there, what? <laughs> what about the bootleggers? No, just mm. suck. I, 
Woke up the other day and he didn't hear a pretty bird singing. If there's if the ecosystem is out of whack, there's not going to be any legs to boot. You know what I mean? That's the whacking I'm worried about. Oh, look, one perched on my finger, Sergeant. <laughs> my best friend. Aren't you, cutie? Look at my little best friend. They realize he's got like a um, dementia. We're a little worried about him. <laughs> no bird at with all. Birds. Yeah, there's no bird on his finger. It's just he's got. Like, he just spit on his finger. Look at my friend, the bird. Okay, uh, that's not great. All right. I'm a little worried about um, this guy probably shouldn't have a gun. Look at my friend. Give it a cracker. Oh, just hand the guy a cracker. I don't know what's going on right now. Um, so this headline, do you think, Savants ask, yes, says horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already, I'm not, Dave, I'm going to give this one my chef's kiss of the episode. Oh, nice. This is out of Paris. Okay. Okay, sure. That makes more uh, sense. Dr. Carl Kral of Munich today showed the International Congress for Psychical Research what horse sense means. I thought that was the I thought that was the thing you lit that made your house smell like shit. <laughs> horse sense. <laughs> he introduced his pet horse, Mohammed. Wow. This guy, this okay. guy is we're talking about a very strange time hey, and a progressive it's, horse doctor. It's the most common name in the whole world, it's, huh? He's, he's, <laughs> he is right. He is right. That's all I'm saying. He is right. Bet him the show, huh? Yeah. <sighs> he could translate four languages. Extract the horse? square and cube roots. Yes. Extract square, square and cube roots, describe persons, and even pay compliments to pretty girls. Hey, uh, I'd bang you. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Nay, you know what I'm saying? Nay. <laughs> I'd bang you like a shoe on my foot. All right. Let's, uh... <laughs> so this is clearly one of those like, um, you know, he's the, there's a t there's a tell and he gets the horse to clomp his foot a couple times or something. No, it's real. Well, Imagine you're a woman in Chicago and all the men are treating you horribly and you just want to escape the day and go to a farm where you're not around any men and a My horse lady. tells you you've got a fat ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Horses, <laughs> even the horses. Is that horse yeah. chewing gum? I'd hit it. All right. Uh, you know what? I'm actually uh, just going to go to the woods <laughs> where the songbirds aren't. <laughs> The savants were impressed by the fact the horse hey. made several mistakes. Uh, what? Uh, by the way, I'm just going to go ahead and call these not savants, if that's yeah, okay right. with everybody. That the horse made several mistakes in the arith arithmetical problem submitted. His numbers are way off. He said five instead of eight. Well, Jeremy, he is a horse. Well, still, he's pretty stupid for a math horse. <laughs> Professor Kral tested the animal with French, German, English, and Spanish, and the animal understood each, obeying instructions exactly. Bow to the prettiest lady in the room, ordered Professor Kral. What the fuck? So then all the other women are like, what the fuck just happened? How come I just took a fucking hit? Like, the horse <laughs> yeah. is like, Can't that's the that. hot one. The horse? <laughs> you imagine asking a horse to be like, uh, all right, now horse that speaks five languages and does math. Who are you most attracted to out of our species? 
Imagine selling this horse and going, I got to tell you, he's not good at math, but he can sexually harass women in six languages. If that means so, anything to you as a horse buyer. He knows five languages. He's pretty good at arithmetic, uh, but spoiler, he's got weird taste in ladies. He's not a yeah. kind of weird. He's a chubby chase. So look, <laughs> he can do algebra, speak, speak Spanish, and man, does he like jugs. He's, <laughs> he's, a, big, he's, a, he's a jug pony. He's a jug pony is what we call him. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Uh, Muhammad looked gravely around the at the women scientists present, then went down on his forelegs, made Is a deep he? bow, Here we go, and bared his teeth suspiciously like a horse laugh before an elderly dowager with a cropped head and Harold Lloyd spectacles. A what? Cropped head. So, oh my God! So so, I'm not okay. So. I'm not a fan of this Charles Nelson Riley lady here. <laughs> Someone ask me a math problem real quick, please. <laughs> what? What's a cropped head? Can we start yeah. this? It sounds like she's a magazine cutout. I'm I'm betting it's like that straight across haircut that we've yeah. seen. Okay, so time. he picked an yeah. old lady with Waldo glasses and dumb and dumber hair. Yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> And he bears Doctor, his teeth. He's like, yeah, no. Cool. She's like, no, cool. Dr. Wilhelm okay. Newman. Uh, no, man, we're not actually finishing the matchmaking. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> Dr. Wilhelm Newman of Baden-Baden then proved to the savants that trick dog tests carried on before the Congress were fakes. And should ah. be expunged and should be expunged from the records. I would like to remove <laughs> the records. Boy. I think we just lost our chance at the Nobel Prize. <laughs> As the uh. owners of the canons merely made their pets learn the answers to the questions in advance and rattle off the replies from memory. Mm -hmm. Dr. Newman discovered this by mixing up the questions when the uh, dog question invariably followed the owner's sequences. A dog that just remembers stuff. That's not impressive. Strike it from the record. <laughs> if you're going to come up with a dog horse con, keep mm -hmm. your fucking questions in order, dickhead. <laughs> I mean, you have like <laughs> one job. <laughs> Your whole con is contingent upon your dumb little note cards. And he's like, hey, I dropped them backstage. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you're not going to go great. I'm still dying oh, at it. the, please strike this from the record, sir. I, not, <laughs> I, it was folly on my behalf, but I would like that not to remain in the record if that's This possible. is no longer peer-reviewed. <laughs> Cure, not snake bite, often kills. If a man is bitten by a snake, there is at least one thing he must not do. That is, to drink whiskey or any other alcoholic beverage. Bullshit. What? <laughs> yeah, Corey, Bullshit. I think it attests to that big fake. My people are still here because every time we got bit by a snake, <laughs> we took a pull from the Jack Daniels, goddammit. What do you mean? <laughs> I've got often, field research uh, on this. <laughs> how often were your people bitten by snakes? Oh, uh, uh, well, if I told you every day, I'd be short-selling it. <laughs> 
Have you thought about not having as many snakes around? Hey, hey Dave, they've got local government for a reason. Back off, you Hollywood lib. <laughs> That's right. Don't come here and put your liberal rules on us. Well, he gave us his venom. Now we take a little bit of ours. We need something to for the songbirds to get eaten by, I guess. I don't know yeah, how it's true. ecology that's works. That's a good point. Uh, okay. So don't drink alcoholic uh, beverages. That is one of the points made doc- by Dr. Amaral, who is in this country to study snake, its snake problem and to make snake antitoxin called antivenom available for everybody in need of it. Many people who have been bitten by snakes died from acute alcoholic poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> Got bit by a snake just and just like drank a fifth of vodka. It's yeah, horrible. like 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 he's the anti-venom stuff. Obviously, all right, he's in the neighborhood. He's just like another one has died from alcohol. Do you think it's the venom? No, Rent. no, no, nope. uh... no way. This guy had two beers. Boom. The last time my Done. uncle got a DUI, he also tested positive for snake venom, though. So <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot of it in his system. All right, yeah. sir, will you slither the line? <laughs> in order to cure themselves of a mild snake poisoning, they have taken whiskey in fatal doses. I, I, I got to tell you, I just lo- I'm in love with every part of this. The yeah. snake bite, trying to... The idea that you're like, got bit by a snake? Here, you need booze. It seems like in the 30s, people exclusively drank fatal doses of alcohol because then it was all made in a bathtub, right? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still think it was the doctor- snake. Yeah, still I agree. the snake. It's a snake. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Emerald thinks that if a man is bitten by a poisonous snake, there is somewhere between three and ten chances to one that he will get well if he does not kill himself by treatment. Poisonous snakes feed at night. That's like they horse had... math. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it is horse math. I don't it's understand what the hell math. just happened. He's got three-tenths of a 20% obviously fraction chance. Don't drink Think alcohol. Uh, Ask the snake who the prettiest lady around is. Yeah. See what the snake <laughs> says. <laughs> if you want to beat the snake, you bite the snake back. Put some of your poison into it. It's the circle. Hello, I'm Dr. Make Shit Up. Hello. Uh, I have some, I've done some reports. I have a PhD and I've been drinking. Also, they said he came to here to study our snake problem. Where was he from? Yes. Uh, it doesn't I don't say. I feel snakes like of say. all the countries where there's snakes and stuff, I don't think of America as like, we've got a big snake problem. We definitely don't compared to other places. Like yeah, like in Australia, not. like there's snakes that they just, they're on the interstate, like as big as cars. Oh, eating the inner snake. Yeah. The inner snake, yeah, that's right, yeah. just slithering about. Yeah, <laughs> Christ, I can't believe he's not signaling. Yeah, he's slithering like near my sliver. What's going on? He's on the on? wrong side of the road. What's he up to? <laughs> yeah, it never says where he's from, this article. Okay. Uh, Dr. Amaral thinks if a man is bitten by a poisonous snake, there is... Oh, I already read that. Uh, so poisonous snakes feed at night. They empty their poison sacks in killing their food. Okay, so already he doesn't know what's happening. I feel like he's It's off. nighttime. I'm going to k- empty my sack into this food. All right, boy. <laughs> empty the sacks. Yeah, I, I definitely think that is not the case. 
There's a drunk no, guy in the woods at night. He gets bit by a snake, and the snake poison kills him. And they just yes. go, but how come every time someone gets bit by a snake, they're also drunk? And it's like, because well, it's This nighttime. country has a drinking problem, <laughs> you idiot. We are all alcoholics and have been since our founding. <laughs> oh, so for several hours after feedings, even a large poisonous snake would not have a fatal dose of poison in his poison sacks. Small poisonous snakes seldom have a fatal dose of poison at any hour. Okay. So he's just full of shit. Like he's <laughs> he's wrong. They're they do have enough point. Also, the snake not every snake eats every fucking night. It's not like a snake's like, it's nighttime, I'm gonna eat. Like they go days without fucking eating. Time for dinner. I did not know that. <laughs> they go days without eating. Yes, snakes don't always don't, don't eat. Well, that's day. I they guess eat. you're right. They unhinge their jaw. They eat a big thing, and then three days they're like, hey, I can, I could, I yeah, could not eat. Yeah, they Yeah, yeah, they digested over a while. Um, all right, so that guy is a fucking liar. That's Doctor Liar Face. Sure, right. <laughs> I mean, tired. it takes a lot to make the horse guy seem competent. <laughs> but he now it does. does. All right, last one, David. Um, Got a, yeah. some fireworks at the end here. I, I mean, there's a couple that. Uh... Well, let's see. Pick, pick Are you mad we'll at me for picking hit. this paper? No. Who, um, Dave? Yeah. No. What's I can that? tell when Dave. I can tell when Dave's mad. No. 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 All these papers is uh, my buddy Burns has vetted all these papers. Ah, he has. Oh yeah. So this are so if we're mad at anyone, we're mad at Burns. I'm, okay. I'm not sure why, but I'll, it's fine to be <laughs> mad at him. You hear that, Burns? You fucked up. Hey, I don't know you, Burns, but watch where you're going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have a little snake, drink some snake venom because you got bit by alcohol. I don't remember right. how it went. That's pretty accurate. Well, here, this might not be the last one, but I just want to do this one really quick. Okay. Owners of vans say that 300,000 change homes. Owners Despite of- the early morning drizzle, vans yesterday began transferring furniture in what real estate men called the busiest fall moving day in Chicago for many years. Who's keeping track moving of this day. information? This is the start of moving day. It's moving day. Interesting. Do you know what moving day is, uh, Corey? I know uh, in, in golf, it is Saturday. That's the Saturday of the tournament because that's when you start moving. That's where the cut line is, or the cut line was on Friday, and then Saturday is moving day. You start moving either uh, towards the front or moving away from the pack of leaders. That's that, I'll only know it in golf. So you have no idea. Um, uh, no, no clue. Is it a thing that's in, more important than golf? I don't know it. Nothing's more important so, than golf. That's right. For like over a hundred years in America, I don't know about other countries, but in America, everyone's lease ended on the same day and everybody would move on the same day. Oh my yes. God. That was a very terrible system. Yes. yes. And it, we yes. did a dollop on it. It is a nightmare. How, <laughs> how long ago was this? How long do I have to search back in the archives? I want to hear this. Man, I felt like it went to the 60s. I might be wrong, but it went on for a long fucking time. That's, I mean, you mean in our dollop chronology? I have no yeah, clue. It, either Probably. way, that's fucking Oh, I don't know. That's insane. But, 200s, yeah, it's called Moving Day. So it's, it's, the episode's insane. Um, Chicago moving van companies reported capacity orders. It was said about 300,000 moved or soon will move into new quarters. Uh, many of the vans are scheduled to work today. Inquiries revealed that the demand for apartments is equally divided on all sides of the city. Real estate men said the call for six and eight room apartments is was slight. The majority of new tenants desired two, three, and four bedroom apartments. That is crazy. Of the newest 
Sick. We're looking for uh, eight bedroom, one bath. <laughs> like that is nuts. Eight bedroom apartment. Yeah, uh, you know, usual family. You need eight or nine bedrooms. We're a traveling baseball team, you see, and we uh, <laughs> really need the space. Yeah. <laughs> That is not an eight bed. I mean, imagine I'm like when you're searching for places, being like, "Here's an eight bedroom. That's pretty close to what we're after, huh?" Yeah. An apartment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Do you want? I can do uh, stabbing. I can do gin. I can do mm. uh, uh, plane stealing. Mm. Oh my god. God damn it. Uh, um. Or, these are all good. Uh, yeah, those are those are. Uh... Uh, I'll, I'll eliminate stabbing, Corey. You pick between gin and planes. Plane stealing. Yeah, we got to go yeah. with plane steal. I mean, okay. I love gin. Don't get me wrong, but we've talked about booze yeah. and snakes. I want to get into some fucking hardcore yeah. plane right. stealing because plane planes had just become a thing. Like, and of yeah, course, true. naturally, they're like, "Oh, there's planes. Well, another thing we can steal. How about that? Uh, yeah, this thing's hard to drive. <laughs> Two youth steal." To take girls on airplane rides. I love it. Who are whose side do you want? The, the youths. The yeah, youths. Always. Yeah. If you go throughout history, I've noticed be on the side of the youths. Yeah. Uh, because yes. they're always right. I'm youth. Team youth. Mm-hmm. The high price of flying led them to commit more than 100 burglaries, according to the confessions of Philip Peffer, 24, and Philip Bogich, 19, who were locked up today at the Brownsville police station. The price of flying at Roosevelt Field is $10 for 10 minutes, Peffer said. Oh, this oh, is wow. just like an exhibition ride. Not even, yeah, this I, is they're not even fun. going anywhere. It's just like, no. hey, yeah, get they're on just here. Flying. Yeah. yeah. He and Bogich were both unfortunate in having girlfriends who were crazy over airplanes. <laughs> it is an unfortunate <laughs> thing to have a crazy girlfriend. So good to find a way to blame it on a woman. <laughs> of the shit you will do for a hand job. The, uh, that's right. That's, I, that, <laughs> both unfortunately had girlfriends who were crazy for flying. <laughs> I guess I'll go Just, burgle a hundred people. Yeah. <laughs> and it's her fault. Yeah, she did this. <laughs> Peffer explained just as soon as they hit the ground they wanted to go up on another ride Bogich and I are wild about flying too and we blew our money in the daytime on planes as fast as we could steal it at night Wow! so they're just robbing they, people because they, their ladies want to fly yes uh, I mean I mean they, is anyone switching clothes yeah, you know, like, <laughs> but so they, so they're not stealing a plane, plane right? No, the, okay. the headline threw me off. Okay, all right. Um, they're stealing to pay for the plane ride. They're they're right. They they have a life of crime because they've got two women who are addicted to flying. It's amazing yeah, to have not enough money to do a thing that you want, like, like to steal and then go. We just ten minutes in a plane. That's it. Yeah. Like $10 it, it shows is... you it really also shows you how far aviation has fallen. Yeah. To where you would pay $10 to get on a plane whereas I would gladly I, I I mean I would just I'll do I'll 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 stand at a glory hole for the length of a flight if it means I can get there instead. Yes. It, it is 
It's be, it's gone from whoa, what a miracle! Like goddamn, today's a, a completely full flight where it's just hell on earth. But also, like it, how terrifying flying must have been. Like this is oh, brand yeah. new. Like they don't. It's not yeah. destination. It's just go. I I think that the, we can't comprehend being in a place where we go. There was no. never. There was no flight, and now there's flight. Like don't you think the modern day equivalent would have to be if all of a sudden there was teleportation? Yeah, I was going to say space, but you're right. It is it's the jump is so enormous that it is probably that. It's like you can go teleport. And by the way, we will say you can get teleportation devices cheaply. It's called DMT. That's um, correct. Okay, uh that's uh that's how we like to finish all episodes on a good plug for DMT. Um Corey, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to refer to you as our returning champion from now on, if that's mm -hmm. okay with you. I love yeah. that so much. I've always um, wanted to be a champion and to return. You've done great. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, promote your book and your Substack one more time. That's um, right. It's Round Here and Over Yonder. That's the travel book. BonusCorey.com is where I do all my extra stuff. And also, real quick, this is going to get cut out because it wasn't sanctioned. My podcast with Trey Crowder, Putting on Airs, is a thing that people like. We'll talk to the editor because, again, you have crossed a, a very clearly drawn line. And uh, we try to be very clear um, with you, but you have, again, egregiously uh, not only slapped me in the face, but Dave Anthony. <laughs> Dave, thoughts on how Corey just uh, violated us? I'm sorry. I'm just totally thinking of Boyd Crowder now. Ah, that's right. There you go. I'm, I'm rewatching Justified right now. Good stuff. Oh, it's I'm, so I'm good. trying to get my kid into it, but the first season is hard for him to latch on. Dave, because keep of in mind that nature, what we were doing. Yeah. We're, we're coming at Corey. He's wronged us, so just don't. No, he's, I'm totally. He's already. He's rewatching Justified, and he's related to the Crowder clan. So uh, it's okay. all good. All right. That's right. Well, listen. This has uh, been one of the stranger endings, but it's an ending. How's Dewey? Is Dewey uh, weird in person? Dewey's very dumb. He's as advertised. Uh, Corey, people... Dave now thinks you live in the show Justified, so it is definitely <laughs> time to go. I'm fine with um, that. Dave's uh, finally going to start saving the songbirds if you catch my drift. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Corey. Screw you, Dave. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. I uh, appreciate it, man. Some of these days, you'll miss me, honey.